Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A lot of our veteran families live paycheck to paycheck and, and our single veterans as well. Many veterans and veteran families are one paycheck away from financially spiraling out of the control and being within 30 days of homeless. We had six veterans under a bridge, ages 70 to 80. We, extra- we were able to extract them with the assistance of other individuals and businesses in that local county in 48 hours. That is a huge feat. I'll walk through hell with anybody um, to, to, to help them find a way out. It's a veteran platform now. Amazing the growth and amazing the ministry that you're doing. And you are a Twitter angel, my friend. And if you serve, I've got your back. And if you need me, we're here. All right. My guest today on Vet Story is like a Twitter angel, if I had to use a term. Uh, Twitter philanthropist. I don't even know if that's a thing. But it is a thing now, thanks to the work of Code of Vets. Let me just read you their Twitter page. It says that they're taking care of their own, one veteran at a time. A grassroots organization that uses social media funds to raise funds for vets. Now, when I first came across the Code of Vets organization and their Twitter page, they had a few thousand followers. It was a group that was sharing everything from interesting political articles to opportunities to help vets that are currently in need. When I interviewed the founder, Gretchen Smith, the site had grown to almost 75,000 followers and was beginning to catch fire. Now, over a year later, I'll visit again with Gretchen, and we'll hear today how this little Twitter site has delivered hundreds of thousands of dollars in aid, everything from new roofs for houses, wheelchair ramps, new teeth, even homes for veterans in need. Amazing the growth and amazing the ministry that you're doing. Let's say hello to the Code of Vets founder, Gretchen Smith. How are you, Gretchen? Oh my gosh, it's a pleasure to be here, Phil. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to talk about our mission and the growth that we've experienced since the last time we talked. I know, right? Because like last time, it was almost like this thing. Like I wasn't even sure you were a thing. In fact, I, I recall when we first met, I was like, I think our first email exchange was like, "Are you a robot?" <laughs> You did. Uh, you did. Uh, yeah. You know, it's me. I'm literally. I live out in the Twitter world. I'm. You know, there seven days a week, and it has just blossomed into something that's beyond me. It's a veteran platform now, and we are assisting countless veterans every day, all day, and that's. Uh, it's. It's absolutely beautiful. It's literally taken a life of its own. It sure has, and it's really amazing. Let me just. Let me just pull it up here on my phone while I got you, because I was I, every time I look away and I look back, there's something new, which is probably why I thought at first you were a robot, because I was like, there's no way somebody's doing this much tweeting. There's just no way. There's, there's no way one person can actually do all of this. So right here, okay, uh, here's an example of something that you just put out within the last 24 hours. John, 12-year Air Force veteran and caretaker, fiance, 
now have a place thanks to Heather. 190 days of homelessness will end Saturday, July 27th at noon. No more donating plasma to pay for hotels and food and such. Uh, they need transportation from the Maryland area down to down to uh, Virginia. And you're requesting that, you know, the vets in your range spe- uh, step up and try to help get them there. But you're also acknowledging that somebody stepped up and gave this person a place to live. Gretchen, yes. you single-handedly yes. solved a homeless situation, which is something our federal government can't even do. Tell me, how is it you were able to do this? And and share with me some stories. Okay, so this particular story, I have a partner now. Um, God has blessed me with a, an incredible, brilliant woman, Dr. Cindy Walters, a PhD in public health. So she is behind the scenes, pulling the strings, so to speak. So when I, you know, discuss these issues, she is back there vetting the, the, the story, the veteran. And once she validates it, I can go full force. Well, once I do pick this story out, specifically about this veteran, John, they, they've been homeless for months, living in a hotel, and we have been assisting them financially to be able to stay in that hotel versus being out on the street. And the caretaker, fiancé, has been giving pot or, you know, donating plasma for funds for food and to assist, too, with the hotel to cost. So Cindy's in the background trying to find resources for them. Well, a lady that follows us on Twitter named Heather you know, followed the story and contacted Cindy um, and said, hey, I've got a, a, a small house on my property. It's going to be vacant very soon. You know, why don't we talk about, you know, making a connection here? And it actually worked out recently, and the vet's going to be moving down. So, however, there's, you know, a, an issue with transportation. They do not have a vehicle. So I, you know, I put the word out, and I'm telling you what, Phil, within a matter of hours, we can resolve some incredibly complex issues. And it's thanks to the, the all of the followers out there who believe in our mission and who have joined us. And they're teammates. They're, you know, we're family. This, we're a huge military and veteran community. There's 20-plus million of us in the veteran community. And I tell you what, I, there has not been one time that I haven't been, put out an issue with a veteran that has not been resolved. Because there's so many people out there pushing it and getting it out into social media. It only takes one set of eyes, one donor, one person with a home, one person with a car that they're not using. And we can make that connection with the veteran to the donor. And it's it's absolutely phenomenal what we're accomplishing using social media as a platform. No doubt. I mean, I have been floored when I've seen some of the things you've been able to accomplish. Um, with respect to John and this Air Force veteran, can you tell me a little bit about his story? He was active duty uh, for quite a few years, and he ended up getting addicted to opioids in the military active duty. Well, he ended up having um, some serious complications once he started detoxing. And, it, and, and as a result of that, he's got some lifelong health issues. Uh, he can't drive. Um, he can't walk. I mean, there's, there were some very serious things with medically that went wrong. So uh, he does have a caregiver, which turns into, you know, fiancé. They've fallen in love. And he just hasn't been able to work and support himself. And they ended up finding themselves once he was discharged from the military, really struggling to survive. And he has fought so hard to stay clean and sober throughout this entire time. I feel he has, um, you know, he's, he's maintained that sobriety, which we are incredibly proud of him, which makes us want to step up and walk with him even more because he's putting the work in as well. So while he's been homeless, um, Cindy's been working feverishly behind the scenes to find resolution for this couple, and it has taken months for us. And they, mm-hmm. they were homeless before we met them. So literally once Code of Vets came along, you know, we assisted in keeping them in a hotel versus being outside homeless. And, you know, we just made a commitment to them. We're in this for the long haul. This is not a Band-Aid fix. We're not just going to pay for your hotel one weekend and walk away. 
we're, you know, we're going to help you find long-term solutions for your life. And we did. We, you know, eventually this lady, um, you know, started following the story and contacted Cindy and said, hey, I've got a house that this, it, it might work out. I have some needs and, you know, they may be able to assist me as well. So it was, it was mutually beneficial. Wow. Um, she has a car that they'll be able to utilize if they'll pick, if, you know, they can pick up her daughter from school. And so anyway, it just, it's just absolutely phenomenal how this has worked out. Uh, and we've got story after story, Phil, of, of, Similar things happen across the nation all day, every day. We're pairing donors and sponsors for veterans um, to remove veterans from extreme situations. And I, you know, literally, I feel like this has turned into a, it's a mission, but it's also a ministry at the same time because we're saving lives, we're transforming lives, and we're utilizing our American fire and our American spirit. And we're, you know, uh, we're just fired up about our veterans, you know, and the service and the fact that they wore that uniform and took the oath. And they deserve this. They deserve to be in a home. They don't deserve to be living in cars, under bridges, in barns. They deserve to have a place to live and to have a chance of a beautiful life. Mm, Amazing. And uh, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say it's not just a mission anymore. It is an absolute ministry. I want to conclude the segment about the Air Force veteran, John, and say that uh, I find it really interesting and that having already interviewed you and spoke about where you came from, even veterans that are having addiction issues or that have walked through the hell of, you know, opioid addiction, you don't turn your back on because it's really personal to you because you had a father who, you know, had his own issues. And exactly. You resolve to honor your father's legacy by creating this organization. But like, do you see that almost a family sense in some of the people that come to you? Oh, absolutely. I, this is such a personal journey for me as well, Phil, because again, you know, my, my dad was an alcoholic. He was also addicted to opioids that, you know, the VA had um, given him throughout the years. And, I, you know, so I, I get that path. I walked it with my dad. So I, I, I refuse to turn my back on brothers and sisters who are in that predicament. Am I going to feed and fuel the addiction and the alcoholism? Absolutely not. But I've walked that path in my own family. So I know what, uh, you know, I'm not going to aid anyone in their addiction. I'm going to help them re- move, move themselves from that situation and to be able to move forward in life. So what we do is we provide them with guidance on, you know, treatment facilities in their local area. And we, we absolutely insist that they get the help that they need, or some of them have already worked on that and are clean and sober at the time we reach them. And, but they're, they're broken and lost and alone and they have no support system at that point because everyone, when when, you, when there's an addiction or alcoholism, usually family and friends eventually say enough's enough. And I get that, mm-hmm. you know, but we come along and say, you know what? We are a family. We are not going to turn our backs on you. We are going to give you a solid chance, a second chance at life. And if you're willing to work with us and walk with us, we're not going to carry you, but we're going to walk with you. We're going to help you regain control of your life and reset your course. And most of them have followed through and said, you know, we're ready. You know, whatever you need for us to do, we're going to do it. And as long as they're walking with us and completing each, you know, task that we give them, um, making phone calls, writing emails, whatever the case may be to assist in their own, uh, you know, removing themselves from that situation, we're with them. I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I'll walk through hell with anybody um, to, to, to help them find a way out. And it's it's work that the it's for me it's miraculous. What we are doing is so beyond <laughs> what I ever thought you know we would be able to accomplish. Because literally, you know, we've taken veterans off the street in California, down in Florida, up in Michigan, and you know Virginia. I mean, just all in West Virginia, we had six veterans under a bridge, ages seventy to eighty, 
we extract we were able to extract them with the assistance of other individuals and businesses in that local county in 48 hours that is a huge feat six human beings living in cardboard boxes under a bridge we completely moved them from that situation into two apartments we filled both apartments with furniture with clothes with household items and goods and paid for the rent for seven months for both apartments I'm telling you, we are on fire. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. it is it is a ministry. It is almost like God's working through you and he's doing this. And to put it even to, into greater perspective, I recall watching that just recently within the last oh, month or two, the people under the bridge story. And I was blown away because I know that you are not based in West Virginia. You weren't able to just go down there and pick them up and do it yourself. You were literally doing all this digitally. You were doing it through a Twitter account. Exactly. I mean, how amazing is this? I mean, I, I never knew we could use a, a social media platform to literally extract veterans from under bridges. We've had veterans in barns. We've had veterans in cars. But we're using, yes, yeah, digital digital media to solve these issues all over the country with our veterans who are in crisis. And I'm, I'm still processing it. It's still just so, it's so beautiful. It's so powerful. It's unique. You know, there's not, there. I don't see any other vet org approaching um, veterans issues in the manner we are. But you know what, Phil? It's, it's efficient. It's effective. And man, is it quick. <laughs> The power of social media is just, it's blowing my mind. Yeah, there was one in particular. You talk about the speed and the efficiency of Twitter. Um, there was one you would put up a post about somebody needing like $250 for something. And I want to say like just that within the next thing I saw in the comments, like moments later, somebody had given $325. Right. Nope. We ha- Yes. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, we had a veteran in need of $250. Um but, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Many veterans and veteran families are one paycheck away from financially spiraling out of uh, control and being within 30 days of homeless. Um, a lot of our veteran families live paycheck to paycheck and and are single veterans as well. So when, so when, there's, when there's laid off or, you know, they lose their job unexpectedly, they don't have enough money for groceries for the next month. So we have to step up. And, and and be that and fill that gap. But this particular veteran is living in a van. He is homeless. He's an older gentleman. He's in his seventies, and his um, AC is out, and he's having some um, issues with his van running. So he's in his seventies down in Florida. It's extremely hot. He will not survive in this heat. We all know that. We've all discussed it behind the scenes. So I put a tweet out and said, "Look, you know, we we have found a, a, a mechanic that's going to get to the repairs because we had raised funds for it." but he can't get to it until Monday. We need $250 to get this veteran into a motel so that he will not, you know, be roasting in the sweltering heat. And within a matter of minutes, Phil, not even 10 minutes, somebody had donated the full amount. Other people had donated $5, 10 $15. So I was able to give him enough money uh, for, you know, motel money for four nights and food included. Literally, like within 10 minutes. It's, it's amazing. And we we take these little cases on all day. We probably roughly help, I would have to say, roughly 200 veterans a week. And in, in just from ranging from small like this to to the six veterans under the bridge and, to, you know, to major cases. And it's phenomenal that when we put it out, the... The donors respond in a in a big and a mighty way every single time. Just just flat out incredible. And I can see these opportunities every day 
if I don't have needs myself. I can just simply subscribe to Code of Vets Twitter feed and I can find opportunities each and every day where I can help, right? Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of our a lot of our followers don't have the money to, to donate every time. And I don't expect that because there's so many veterans in need. But, Phil, I'm going to tell you that a retweet, a repost, a share is just as critical and just as powerful as a dollar. The further we get that information out there about the veterans in need and in crisis, the quicker that uh, one set of eyes, it only takes that one donor that is going to touch their heart on that particular day in that moment to give. And that's all it takes. So I, you know, I just ask the audience, you know, you do not have to give if you can't, but we do ask for that retweet and, and to share that information. That's what's so important about Code of Vets is we strictly are social media and we depend on that for, to get these things accomplished, but also to be able to grow as well. In the mean, you know, while we're helping, I want to grow this platform as big as possible. We'll be able to take on more veterans. <laughs> mm, to think if you could grow this platform uh, with even a small staff and like an operational budget so that you could screen people each and every day, you would be filling a huge gap that exists between social services, oftentimes the VA and the veterans themselves, because yep. they're finding you very organically through something they just use on their own. Um it's starting to get noticed. And if I can, I, you know what? We just missed each other in DC the other day and you were right. up here. Uh, can right. we talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We are starting to get exposure and attention from bigger donors, from bigger, from just, just people who want to be involved. And I will tell you that Bill Pulte has, he has recently come up with the idea of Twitter philanthropy and it's something similar to the Code of Vets model. However, he is targeting the nation as a whole, American citizens in need, including veterans, but you know, elderly, just the poor, you name it. He's, he's including everybody. So he has partnered with Code of Vets for the vet, veteran piece of his Twitter philanthropy because he has watched us grow. He has watched us be consistent, and he, he understands that we give 100% back to the veterans, and he absolutely loves that. So him and I have partnered to assist the veterans, and he, had, he invited me to D.C. Uh, to sit in on some meetings, which were incredible for Code of Vets because I've been able to share you know, some of these gaps in the system and how we're catching some of those veterans who are falling through the cracks. And they absolutely, you know, we, we met with the chief of staff at the, the HUD department with, along with the team. And then we were at the VA and I met with the chief of staff, Pam Powers, who's a phenomenal, phenomenal Air Force female veteran as well. Love her. Go <laughs> Air anyway, Force. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, aim high. So, you know, we just, we're making these connections. So when we do have some extreme cases, and, you know, we do have quite a few of them because, you know, when, by the time they get to us, they are in desperate need so we we are making connections through these departments so that when we have some of those cases that we're like oh my gosh we need to get you know some higher powers involved now we have some connections to be able to do that so we are really catching the eye of the the executive level because they see what we're doing down here at the grassroots level and we found something that works that's effective crisis intervention like no other we Mm. can accomplish things within minutes and hours that no other organization can fill Amazing, amazing work, Gretchen. And just to put it into context for everybody listening, um, if you don't know Bill Pulte, um, he's a developer and a highly successful uh, real estate home developer guy. Uh, he's develops houses and subdivisions across the country now. And in addition to meeting with Bill Pulte and getting his backing from you know a nationwide home developer, those meetings walked you to the very top of housing urban development, which... You met with people that are like basically cabinet level people. I recall that same day seeing that Bill Pulte himself was sitting on the couch talking to Ben Carson. 
And mm-hmm, I'm going, wow, your, your little Twitter site now has connections all the way to the top and people at the heads and the top of VA, which is just amazing to think you've covered that much ground and really done it just by doing the right thing. Um, I commend you for that, Gretchen. And I know it hasn't always been easy. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, there have been moments over this last year and a half that I've seen you have to restart. You've literally had to like ask people to refollow at code of vets. You've had to ask people to uh, come back and check out your Facebook page again, or re like it or refriend it because it's been shut down. How is it that a site that has done such amazing feats of charity and benevolence gets shut down by Twitter? You know, I, that's a great question. That's a million dollar question. Actually, it's, you know, what we do is it's, crisis intervention. You know, we deal with suicidal veterans, uh, uh, homeless veterans at risk for being homeless. Just you name it, it just runs the gamut, the issues that we take on. And for Twitter to lock me out of the Code of Vets account or to restrict my access, it's it's really mind-blowing. There's no reason for it. It, Truly, veterans is a bipartisan, nonpartisan issue. We should all be rallying around the veteran community because without that service, we would not have a nation. We would not have our freedom. And, you know, that so it drives me wild when they try to suppress my account. And, you know, I feel like my freedom of speech is being stomped on each and every time that I'm locked out of my account or I'm restricted. And I, and I do have to ask for people to refollow because when they do that to your account, it, it messes with the numbers. And you and people will begin to DM me, Gretchen, why have you unfollowed me? And then I'll have to make an announcement. This is what happened. This is, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to follow everybody back. Please follow me back because really that's the lifeblood that's the heartbeat of code of vets it's the, the, the twitter account that's where i started that's where everybody knows me and that's where we get our work done this is this is god's work we're doing and it just breaks my heart that social media is hampering and impeding crisis intervention for the veteran community and i would just like to ask that they you know take a step back and reevaluate you know and give us all um, the equal chance and opportunity to share our voices out on these uh, platforms because I'm using it in a beautiful, powerful, and positive way, Phil. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. I couldn't help but notice at the times it seemed that you were locked out. You were also doing something with the veteran community and you were supporting those that were running for office. And you were talking politics uh, with a veteran spin, talking about veteran candidates and talking about who can do what for veterans and some of the candidates were Republican and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Do you think that because you were a Trump supporter and because you have chosen to back candidates of a veteran nature that more often than not are Republicans, do you think there was a political ax to grind? I, yeah, I absolutely, there's no, you, there's no way to prove that, but I absolutely believe that played uh, the major role in it that uh, you know I, most veteran candidates are conservatives they're constitutionalists they believe in protecting our freedoms and the constitutional as is they don't want to make changes to it and you know, you know we we've taken that oath and you know they're just willing to serve in a different capacity so i, I was all on board with promoting grassroots veteran candidates because we need fresh blood in dc we need to have our voices heard in you know as a veteran community i want i want veterans to run we need more of those type of candidates up in D.C. who are not going to be, uh, who won't stand down to the pressure and to the swamp, so to speak, because there's so much corruption in D.C. We need true um, leadership, and I think the veteran community has some beautiful qualities 
that would be well served in D.C. for the entire nation. So I, I have had to make the painful choice of stepping away from that and, and just solely focus on veterans of crisis, veterans in need, because it was um, it, they, they were suppressing my account to the point where uh, I was barely getting retweets and likes. So I, I made um, a post, I created a post, and it broke my heart that I will no longer have a political voice. And I feel like they shut a piece of me down, you know, and, but I had to make that, uh, I had to make that separation because I need to make sure that we keep this veteran platform for our veterans who are out there isolated, alone and broken and need us. And they've fallen through the cracks in the system. And I'm not seeing any other orgs out there that can quite handle it in the way we are in such an immediate, you know, fashion. So I made, I made a very painful choice because, uh, you know, I, I served Phil. And I feel like my freedom of speech, you know, has been ripped from me, uh, and I take it very personally. But I'm, but I'm willing to do it for our community because I feel like our veterans are worth it. I remember seeing not only that post, but I remember seeing you switch gears and go just from having any sort of political discussion and supporting, you know, your proud conservative candidates and your conservative values. Um, I remember when you had to make that switch. I can't believe that we live in an America or that rather we support a social media outfit that makes you choose between your political leanings and what you're trying to do as far as charity. Uh, but can I just also commend you and say that I think you chose wisely, Gretchen, because we all know how liberal, we all know how partisan the social media organizations can be, um, but allowing you to flourish and allowing you to make this significant difference in people's lives that you're doing right now Um it's such the greater good, Gretchen. So thank you for making the tough choice. Thank, well, thank you, Phil, for <laughs> honoring that choice. It was a difficult one to make, but I do believe it was the right one. Right one. And I just want to make it clear to all veterans, I do not care what your political affiliation is. I don't, I don't care what color you are, how tall you are, what your religion is. I, my, I have a heart for veterans. And if you served... I've got your back. And if you need me, we're here. You know, just find us on Code of Vets and we will do what we can to assist. Hey, looking forward, the million dollar question that I know has been tossed around before, but um, mainly, uh, have you considered running for office for your district down there in Tennessee? You know, I have I've seriously considered that very seriously. And I've put out a couple of posts about that, too, just to put my fillers out. And I've gotten such great responses and support. It's actually overwhelming. And, you know, you never know. You never know. That is something I may do in the future. But for today, um, Code of Vets is my heart uh, and it, it's growing so quickly. Uh, and I'm. That's my focus right now. But in the future, you never know, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, if I lived in Tennessee, you'd have my vote in a second, Gretchen. You have my eternal support with what you're doing with at Code of Vets. And again, I know we've talked Twitter. Uh, I can find you on Facebook as well. Share with Absolutely. me how I get in touch and mm-hmm. reach you. Yeah, link, LinkedIn, we have a Code of Vets account, which is new. And we're, we actually are um, finding jobs for veterans just by putting the resume out there and, you know, putting the Code of Vets stamp of approval on that veteran. Uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is our primary. Please find us at Code of Vets. I mean, we're getting things done. And veterans, if you're in need, come find us. We will definitely assist. And donors, we're always looking for you. And we're just, we're just looking for support in general to grow. We want our American citizens to walk with us on this path of taking care of our own. Wonderful. Well, if you haven't subscribed already, subscribe today. It's at Code of Vets. The founder I'm talking to is Gretchen Smith, and you are a Twitter angel, my friend. Thank you very much, not only for what you do today, but for what you did with the U.S. Air Force. Way to go. Thank you, Phil. God bless.